trying to bring that fire today. So should we intro like Happy New Year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's like I want to say like Happy New Year, but it's still Christmas. <laughs> like, no, you can be like, okay, so we're recording this on December twenty first. I want to, I want to um, <clears throat> tell them that you know this is the last episode we're recording, but it's coming out the new year. So we're celebrating two things. <laughs> we're celebrating two things, yeah. This is the last episode we're recording this year. It's the first episode you're going to hear next year. All right, cheers to 2018. And in 2018, I know everybody's tweeting about all the great things they're going to do in 2018 moving forward. But all we're going to do is talk about the past. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing. Hold on. We didn't even say welcome to what a time. Don't <laughs> worry about it. You know, it's like this is us. The whole show starts and then all of a sudden it's like... <laughs> This is that. Oh, that's right. The show just started. Yeah, the great thing about talking about the past is we don't have to have a time limit on when we record an episode because nope. the past is always the past. It's always the past. It never changes. You know, like you'll hear a podcast and they're like, oh, we, we recorded this like last Tuesday, but what happened is old now. Yeah, I, can't, <laughs> I can't tell you how many podcasts I listen to where they're like, man can you believe roy moore is gonna win and i'm like uh, that didn't happen or like something like that they'd be like yeah like something 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 amorosa and like oh she got fired you know like i'm glad we don't do current events it's really hard to like yeah we're manage. not in a box we yeah. can like literally record when we want to yeah because the past is already made <laughs> like things will resolve themselves in real life sometimes these things don't <laughs> welcome to what a time once again i would like to say thank you guys for listening we have great things coming for 2018 um i'm so excited i don't want to talk too much about goals that we have but what? No, i'm curious <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys know this is a public service as of now and i'm not thirsty enough to like do a gofundme or anything like that because it feels so tacky but I will tell you that you're enjoying it. You should, like, tell so many people because the only way we're going to be able to do this and make money doing it is if we have a lot of people checking it out. So what you do is you listen to it, you enjoy it, but, you know, you can do us a favor by just, like, almost, like, exclaiming it to the world. Go up to the mountaintops and just yell what a time, you know? Yes, yeah, please. please. I we got so much good feedback, and I just want to make sure that y'all also telling your friends about it. Yeah. I'm glad y'all telling me, but tell your friend you right. listen too. Right, I would, I would like that even more. Right, and it's not so much. It's not that I don't appreciate the listeners as is. I'm going to keep on funding this for as long as I possibly can. But at some point, it would be nice for you know there to be like a return <laughs> on that. You know what I'm saying? Because like I, we treat it like it's a job right now. You know, so let's go ahead and like you know. Levels, 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 yeah, levels. Freelance, let's do it. But, right. yeah, we got a really good show today. Okay, so guys, we're trying something new on this episode for the new year or whatever. It's just your host. It's a host show. We have no guests. Yeah. It's just us rocking. So, we're going to hope we have the good energy that you need, and we're going to go ahead and get the show started. Well, this champagne is helping, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. We toasting this champagne because it's a new year, we baby. We really doing it. It's clink, a real clink, toast. Clink. It's not a lie. <laughs> now, it was, a, it was a red solo cups, but it's still hey, a clink. It well, is what it is. Red hefty cups. That kind of. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into music. Yes. We want to start this new segment, um, One Hit Wonder Song you know, of the Week. Or bi-week, whatever. Before we tell people about this one-hit wonder, 
Can I just say this era is so big on one hit wonders? It's got to be like the highest level one hit wonder decade of all time. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many huge hits that come out during this period of time. You're like, I love this song, but something fell apart between the first single and that person's next anything. Uh, but it, a lot of that probably has to do with bad contracts, as we've always discussed. Yeah, but you know, another thing is now artists come out and they have so much social media that we still kind of know they're there. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, it's like, once you disappear, we ain't think about you no more. But now we might come across your Instagram or your yeah, Twitter or something. Yeah. And it's like you never left, but... I still know what Trinidad James is doing. And I can't... <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like, I, I probably should... I should have lost touch with him about three years ago. But this one is a doozy. All right. Our song of the day is Heard It All Before That's by right. Sunshine Anderson. And, you know, this song, uh, I, I brought it up today... This song by far is a very well produced song. I mean, it was a great beat. It was like really funky. There's like a little bit of gospel. There's a there's a guy acting in it in the beginning. You know, that baby, baby. And if you didn't know, your girl is from North Carolina, North born Carolina. in Winston. Shout out to Detroit Fo. That's where she, I'm from. And then she moved to Charlotte. And she might actually still live here. I want to say she had a radio show. Let's rock to it for a second. You remember that song. Yeah. You still will sing along when it comes on the radio right now today. And it was a jammy jam. Uh, it's crazy that I remember this, but that beat. Um, you remember Rap City? Yes. Jada Kiss has like a crazy freestyle over that beat on Rap City. But it was a it was a song that was like crossing rap. Uh, R&B barriers where like all your favorite thugs love the song too <laughs> uh, but also a really weird period of time for like cheating in your girlfriend's home what <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I know people still cheat but I think that's a little antiquated the whole like all in my sheet doesn't she say like he's all in her <laughs> yeah. sheet like messing up my sheet yeah, like, like, and people, violating me this is all R. Kelly's fault okay <laughs> R. Kelly started this like culture of bringing girls into the home into the bed with your actual girlfriend that's there like nobody would ever cheat like that now I would hope not <laughs> you can't yeah it's you an can't. insane it's like an insanely rude thing to do but I mean like like we didn't get to play the, the intro but the guy's like apologizing in the beginning or whatever mm-hmm. like baby what no something 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 you know it wasn't me something <laughs> something something and she was like whatever and then she's gonna write a song about it and she's got this banger song but as she's one of that's one of like many my boyfriend cheated on these songs that were out around that period of time. another fun fact she was managed by macy gray at the time yeah she was in the video Nah, she was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so. let me just tell you exactly how 90s my head is i haven't seen the video since 2001 but i remember that yeah yeah I've only seen it because it's on one of my playlists on YouTube, you right. know, my mini playlist that I have. Yeah, I, I told Jazz I listened to it on the way over here, but of course that was a streaming service like normal people. <laughs> but whenever Jasmine decided to play it, she pulls up this whole YouTube video and it's like, <laughs> it seems exhausting, but at the same time, hey, it works. Hey, all right. And that's our One Hit Wonder song. I was going to say something else about it. No, it's not. Go ahead. <laughs> it's fine.
Okay, so I was telling somebody about that song on the way over here because it was, we're going to talk about it. And I think it's parallel to Carl Thomas's Wish I Never Met Her as far as how big a first single was for an artist for them to go forth and not necessarily have a super budding career. Like, both of those songs, I remember being, like, the song of the time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you have a number one single on charts and don't get a second single. But, I mean, Carl Thomas did. Yeah, I was about to say, he but, definitely did. Hold on. But those were huge, huge hits. And, I mean, that's the only thought that I had. That <laughs> it just reminds me of, I just I feel like I had a CD that was, like, <laughs> heard it all before. And then it was, which I never met her. Like, I thought it was that order. <laughs> <laughs> at all, at all. That's a good song, at too. At all. It's a great song. Moving on to TV. Yeah, let's do it. This is a good one. TV, we're going to go into Snick, Teen Nick, whatever it was called. You know, the ones that the tweens watched going, you know, <laughs> we kind of like, all right, I'm almost off this, but. Well, it was Snick originally. There was no Teen Nick for a while. Okay. Yeah, Snick was Saturday Night Nick. Teen Nick technically was a Sunday night uh, mm-hmm. chunk of time. But it kind of all fell yeah. under just like the older kids. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they were doing every like Nick started doing this thing where they were thinking about people's people's bedtimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in the morning it's Nick Junior, and then like in the afternoon it's Nickelodeon, and then it's Teen Nick or Snick, and then it's Nick at Night, which is where all the adults are like, I'm still up and I want to watch old shows I used to watch. <laughs> yeah, so they were they were taking care of everybody. Thank you, Nickelodeon. Oh yeah, looking out. Uh, let's start with all that. Yeah, the biggest one, the one that spawns everything after Huge. that. Huge. <laughs> and the funny thing about all that is it was almost a flop. Like after they did the pilot, they didn't want to pick it up because they felt it was a bomb. They did a whole like child study on it and according to their results, children would not enjoy this show at all. <laughs> so what's, what's crazy is they probably showed it to children children. They probably sold it to like young children because since that was their flagship show, <clears throat> they may have developed Snick based off of that show because they were like, Oh, we should try to appeal to people who are 12, 13, 14. Yeah. And but then, that was like, hey, fuck it. We're going to keep going. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's something like, I think the first episode of uh, all that, Keenan's big thing is his Bill Cosby impression, which yes. is really interesting. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that the, his Bill Cosby impression got him on, which is, I mean, it's so crazy. You know, of course, later in the timeline he goes on to do fat albert with him as well ha yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean keenan will be the person to tell you he's not a huge fan uh these days but that's so interesting that that, that cosby impression really really changed the game and do you know that they did a whole nationwide search for these kids like nationwide that. like i i was re- like on their wiki you can read how each like star <clears throat> got on the show mm-hmm. and a lot of them was like yeah we were doing this play for blah 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 and the, all that producers were there or i had a school function and it was just like oh and then they brought them in and they did like intense auditions like it would be stand up or they would like do super improv like right they would just give you a situation and tell you like oh do this do that now kids are getting discovered on like Instagram, like, YouTube, stuff like that. Yeah, and, like you know, now and, if you and, want a kid on your show, you just go on YouTube and find them. Whereas right. these kids like had to put in work on work. And what's what sucks is that like if you're trying to get on as a current day like YouTube or you know I guess Vine is dead now, but you know what used to be Vine stars, you gotta appeal to adults just to get on as well. 
in this situation that like it didn't matter how if you had like crossover like oh the those think i'm funny too you know we yeah. like we like gavin and like all those kids that became big stars yeah yeah <laughs> that that stuff is funny to us because we're adults but like at this period of time it was like listen this is silly i'm silly like i've always been told i'm silly so let's let's do it i speak well enough to be on tv and i'm silly and that's how it works let's let's jog their memory with some of our some of their big sketches we had ask ashley amanda bonds that's me <laughs> a goat a goat I, honestly out of all the ones you're gonna name it may be my favorite sketch it yeah it, it was definitely like one of my favorites growing up i yeah, remember I, mean, I was ready for ask ashley it was so good because amanda bonds is there and it, People did this already on TV where they like they took questions from from like people that would mail them stuff, which is crazy now because I mean that went from that to calling in to tweeting in to whatever, mm -hmm. right? So she's reading actual letters as if there's no actual show that she has. It's just a show where she answers letters. Uh, we don't know why people would send her letters, but that's what people send her letters anyway. And she would like they would ask her stupid things, right? And she would drag them. But to she'd be hell. like, really? Like she would read a note to be like. I just want to know why my clothes are in the washing machine and they're still wet. I don't know what's supposed to happen next. And that should be like, put, put them, them in, in the, the dryer. <laughs> you idiot. Put them in the dryer. <laughs> you take the clothes out and put them in the dryer. God. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, all right, now on to my next question. <laughs> it was so funny. This question comes from, <laughs> and she would go back to Pleasantville. It was so funny. Great. It made Amanda Bynes a high-level comedian to me at the time. Okay, let's move to Detective Dan, 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 Dan. I'm Detective Dan. <laughs> Honestly, okay. You know what? You're doing Repairman. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's why you said Dan so many times. This thing was just, I'm Detective Dan. I'll let y'all down. It's okay. It's all right. I'll always let you guys man, down. man, man. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Detective Dan was an idiot, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> um, Josh Server, I think he was, like, my favorite. He was incredible. I mean, <laughs> he, he was, was the longest-running cast member on that show, too, all wasn't he? that star. I think he was. But Josh Server looked like he was sturdy. Just, just <laughs> to be did. honest with you. He did. He had a 5 o'clock shadow on the first episode of yeah. all that. Okay, what about Everyday French with Pierre Escargot? <laughs> Yo, Keeney used to say these gross things on that show. That was so crazy. He'd be like, oh, why are you hopping on my cucumber? <laughs> like, it was crazy. Keenan's sitting in his bathtub doing his French accent. Fully clothed. Fully clothed. Thank, well, thank God. Because everything else, you could get away with a lot more. Wait, wait, wait. Speaking of, I was watching some playback of old episodes. Mm-hmm. There was an episode where Kel pretty much stripped on stage. And I was like, why was this okay? It, it was like, a weird it time, was almost, right? it, the, the sketch was that um, one of the other members was allergic to wool. So they kept asking him to take off his clothes. So she was like, take off your socks. Take off your shirt. Take off your pants. And I'm like, hmm. This yeah, weird. yeah. See, the thing about it is, like, I ran a few back, and, I, and there's a bunch of things where it's kind of like a little innuendo that should be like a technically inappropriate. But I think people were just a little less squeamish at the time. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, then the classic Good Burger. Welcome to Good Burger. How many Good Burger can I take your order? 
You know they redid that skit in 2015 on um, Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon, yeah. and it was hilarious. Yeah, like Kale looks exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, it was like Kale will tell you about like that's the thing he gets noted for the most. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know that turns into a movie, and I know it's maybe the longest part of the thing that we're talking about with these sketches. But what I want to note about Good Burger is that um, most times you felt like Kel was always outshining Keenan. But if you go back and look at some of those clips, Keenan like, is holding his own, like, as the characters that he plays in those sketches. But Keenan was really cool about it. I remember reading, I read this 25 years of Good Burger thing. It was, it was the 25th anniversary, like, maybe a month and a half ago. Cl- Complex Mag had an article about it. And they, you know, confronted Kel about it. And then, you know, Keenan was like, yeah, you know, it was Kel's thing. I wanted to make sure it was Kel's thing. Because they were like, you should develop a character that parallels Ed. And he was like, no, nah, I don't, yeah. don't want to take away from that. I'm just going to I'm just gonna play, you know, myself and we'll make it happen. And that movie is so interesting because Carmen Electra's in it. Yeah, Carmen Electra is, is. She gets her ass beat. Yeah, but she's like a she was like a porn star in like Baywatch. I, d- I never understood the casting process for having Karma Electra in that movie. She was just the hot chick. <laughs> I guess. But wait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a little. It's a little inappropriate. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's like seventeen, and she's like thirty-eight years old. Yeah. Starring in porn and just yeah, damn. yeah. Anyway. Like, but I mean, also Sinbad shining in that movie. He's great. <laughs> He's funny in that movie, and Marcus Houston makes a. A small cameo before he runs away in like yes is he the one that he hit with the car yeah <laughs> well, well, like marcus houston and keenan are in the car together keenan hits the mailbox or whatever or the car he hits him yeah. that car and, and then marcus runs, houston runs, runs out, out of the, the movie he runs out of the movie it's never done returns. never see marcus houston again then we have the loud librarian Lori beth denberg Lori beth denberg is an institution anyway Lori beth denberg was great and i think she was pretty much older as well she seemed like she was one of the older yeah the she did and she also did vital information we can just man vital information is fantastic for your everyday life it didn't seem right when they revamped the show With and it was Danny. the guy it was like yeah. y'all should have just let vital information go because yeah that is Lori's thing yeah I, you know i just wonder how the writers can you know i feel like all that works so much better because they had adults in the writer's room and they had all those kids in there as well mm-hmm. so they found some sort of like halfway but Lori Beth Denberg would say these crazy things during that. Like, I, I'm going to find an actual vital information note because I don't want to get it wrong. The cadence is, like, really important to me. All right, so I wanted to read a few of these uh, vital information things that Lori Beth Denberg gave us that are crazy. They're, they're, they're amazing. I'm going to try my hardest to make sure I give you the entire feeling. So if you hear the cadence, you know, because I'm channeling my, my inner Lori Beth Denberg. If it looks bad, smells bad, and tastes bad, then it might be this old burrito. Pulls out a big old burrito. (laughs) Of course. If you smell smoke in the hallway, you say fire. If you smell smoke in your pants, you say, why am I smelling my pants? Ooh, that's deep. It's not okay to eat breakfast cereal out of your underpants. You're going to find a lot of underpants things. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. <laughs> and my last but not least, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by its toe. If it hollers, let go of his toe before the tiger kills you. <laughs> <laughs> Solid I mean, stuff. Yeah. Solid it, stuff. Like, it really is. Yeah, like, I mean, like, that, that's, that's crazy. You know, it's silly now, but I really just appreciate how silly it is, but it's not, it's so silly that as an adult, I'm like, 
that's funny. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. like it's funny. True. Like it's, it, it's it's the most basic level of humor, but it means that it's not just for kids. It's just yeah, really simple. Let's let's change gears here now. Changing gears. They had like the most celebrity guest appearances yeah. than any other show, and not just anybody. I mean, whoever was on top at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, big ones. It, it was it was part of your run if you were putting out something like you know how you see like oh, Cardi B's got an album coming out. She's going to be doing Fallon and Kimmel and Ellen or you whatever. You stop by all that. You stop as by well. all that. That's right. So let me just run through some of the musical guests. They also had guests that would show up throughout the show mm. but specifically for the music performances at the end we had tlc first because duh yeah <laughs> that theme song is i mean quite frankly it, it's a hit like yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a it's a banger of a you song you can play that like at a party i'm honestly. probably well you know what's crazy i do every new year's eve people hey. always go crazy but i mean the intro they're building up stop look and watch or no let me start up. <laughs> Fresh out the box. Stop. Stop look, look and watch. watch. Ready yet? Get, Get set. set. It's, it's all that. that. Oh, 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 this is all that. This is all. It's, it's great. It's, it's the left, left eye goes left off. Comes through. I mean, she goes off. So we had TLC, the brat, the brat, immature, Craig Mack, Brandy. Aaliyah, Coolio, Soul For Real, Blackstreet, Usher. That's not even all. And that's season one. And you know my favorite thing about how they operated? So you see the host of SNL and the musical guest before it comes on, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're the adults doing promo. They need to be credited, right? <laughs> you would see these people showing up in sketches before knowing they were there. You would just be watching the sketch and all of a sudden, you know, left eye would just come into the room. And you, you're not in the audience, but I mean, as a kid, it's so incredible. If you're a fan of somebody, you're like, oh my God, it's Aaliyah. Aaliyah's in the thing. Like, it was so, I, I like that the most. I love the fact that they did not over-announce their guests. Then season two, Naughty by Nature, Monica, wow. Wow. John B. I remember the John B. Run DMC, Escape, Deborah Cox, Faith Evans. What did Deborah Cox sing? Silk. How did She's saying you? that on all that? No. She sung. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Because let's talk about something. The music <laughs> was very inappropriate for yeah. the audience. The brat came out talking about pulling the trigger on people. <laughs> Aaliyah come out talking about age ain't nothing but a number. And it's 12-year-olds yeah. in the audience. Yeah. I never got it, but I was fine with it. You know, all, all that is is there's not an overthought. They're not. They're just like, got a single, come perform. Goodbye. That's it. Season three, LL Cool J. Montel Jordan. Let me just say, I'm skipping over Immature. Apparently, they were on every season. <laughs> wait, wait. So, someone else had to be IMX. It's still Immature at this point. Wow. Drew Hill, Blackstreet, uh, 702, 112, Ray J. As yet, Monica. They ran back some people. MC Light, Erica Badu. Super... Super. And you know what? I want to say, and I think it's crazy, but Bro, I think. Oh, these lists are crazy. I think Erica Badu did Tyrone. I want to say Badu I remember did that. On and on. Banger. Mace, Buster Rhyme, Wyclef, Mary J. Blige, Spice Girls, Kirk Franklin, Stomp. 
I'm blown away. It's crazy, right? I told you that was for the culture. Backstreet Boys, Missy Elliott, Boys the Men, Destiny's Child. Did they have Jermaine any Dupree white artists the Salt Backstreet Boys. Oh, you just said that. Salt right. and Pepper, Casey and JoJo, Ice Cube. We be clubbing on all that. The locks. I'm Tatiana Ali, Shaq, Maya. I could go on. That I mean, that is a. That's a crazy ass that, lineup. That's that's the Coachella that I pay for. <laughs> all right? of that, all of that is the Coachella I would save money for. Everybody, of course, who's still here. But man, that was that's a list right there. But I knew, I knew going into this, I was like, yo, I'm at some point. Dan Schneider turned that show into an urban phenomenon. Because though everybody is great on that show, Keenan and Kel turned into a very high level comics on that and show. And we can move on because yeah. what happens? We get the spinoff, Keenan and, and Kel. And Another I mean, great theme song. And you'd be surprised if Coolio came through. But th- that period of time, that period of time is crazy. Everybody got a handmade theme song from a great rapper or artist at the time. You've got 702 doing Cousin Skeeter, Coolio doing Keenan and Kel, uh, TLC doing all that. Mm-hmm. I want to say that it's a rap at that point. But I mean, at Disney Channel, you can go over there and say Destiny's Child, did Proud Family, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, like, why is that not a thing anymore? I don't know. I mean, Coolio, I mean, Coolio really drops a verse don't. on that, too. Like, like Abbott and Costello. All of a sudden, that's the first thing you thought of when you thought of Keita Nikel theme song. No, hold on. Oh, here it goes. It's gonna come to me. Homeboys and homegirls, it's time for Keita Nikel. They keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial. Don't leave the room because it's something, 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 something. You don't want to miss it. It's double K, like two to something. Kenan and Kelly should have said but you got to watch Kenan because Kenan be scheming for a plan or a plot to make it to the top, but they kind of in the middle because they always getting caught. It's like a Nancy Drew or a Hardy Boys mystery. It's just Kenan and Kelly. Yo, vicinity like Siegfried and Roya, Abbott and Costello, Magic and Kareem or Pinatella. Somebody in trouble? Oh, here it goes. Oh, Nick, 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 Nick. Oh, I told you it would come back to me. It did. It did. Oh, I was man. a little worried that it wouldn't. And then she was looking at me like, here it <laughs> go, making up lyrics and shit. <laughs> oh man, yo, yo. I listen. I know we did sketches already. I did want to bring up uh, something that I remember uh, really well from all that as well. Miss mm-hmm. Pitt and Kenan was doing the the rough lady. Our peas and carrots, peas. I thought that was hilarious. Kel doing the yogurt girl. They were superheroes. Yogurt girl. There was said? a there was a lactose intolerant character. That was that was um super dude. Super dude, and his kryptonite was dairy. Dairy. <laughs> and then that was so ridiculous, and it was really 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 funny though. Oh, like, you know, I kind of want to go back because we didn't even bring up when the new cast came. Like Nick Cannon became recurring. Yeah, yeah. And he did Latonya. Is Latonya? That yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, with even repairman, man, 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 and Coach Creighton, whenever like Kel would come substitute for a class, and the kids would be bad, and they would like break all his bones, <laughs> and he would just like <clears throat> he would just be so upset, and like I, I don't know, it was it was major. Like you've opened up Pandora's box. I'm thinking about everything right now. I know. Yeah, but I mean, Nick Cannon came along, and they started doing um, 
it, it lost it lost a little bit of of tread around this time but but right around nick cannon's end of of his reign on that show um it we kind of fell off but they replaced him with J- jamie lynn spears was on there she you know maybe i stopped watching because i do not I should have revisited because I don't remember. Yeah, well, I there. mean, we we were growing out of it, you know, around this period of time. But to be fair, it and I want to note that Katrina Johnson. I remember her; she was really funny, and Elisa Reyes was bad. I thought she was gorgeous, and she went up. She went, she went on to play La Cienega Good Boulevardes. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Day. Which, if you don't know who Elisa, who La Cienega Boulevardes is, proud family. As I was watching, I was wondering, like, if any of the characters, like, dated each other in real life, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, they were pretty popping teens, so I would imagine that some of them tried some dating things. Some dating things. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... there was this recent episode of The Real in which we find out that Nick Cannon wanted to date Adrian Ballon. Really? Yeah. And... They like went to the movies, but the kicker was she brought her girls with her, <laughs> so it wasn't a date. <laughs> so he got friend zoned like quick. So, it was not quick, like and like he got it was a blatant friend zone. Sometimes, yeah, like some yeah, zone, it's not a date. Just so you know, yeah, we yeah, got we yeah. got peoples with us. That's an actual curve. That's a, that's a full on curve right there. Keenan yeah. and Kale, though, can we move on to Keenan back to Keenan and Kale? Yes, let's move back to Keenan and Kale. So I would like to note that way back, back in the day, on another episode, it was, what was it? Keenan and Kel, Boy Meets World, and... Smart Guy? Smart Guy. I cut um, Boy Meets World, and I would just like to recant my statement, um, because I forgot how much I did love Boy Meets World. I counted it out so fast, and I just would like to say that. Keenan and Kel. This is this is the part I'm Snapchatting because I want people to know. <laughs> she she cut Boy Meets World. I don't know why I did that. It it's, was it was stupid. Oh yeah, honestly, it's okay. It's I'm, okay. I'm sorry, people. Yeah, she's sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Corey Matthews, Topanga, we love you. <laughs> We're gonna talk when I finish rewatching the whole thing. We're gonna talk about Boy Meets World some more. Oh my god, that that episode is gonna be some. Bye. Let me tell you. But yeah, Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel, great show of the time. We loved Keenan and Kel. Like they instantly became a pair from all that. They instantly we wanted to see them. And and to note, like that the black community really, really accepted them pretty well. He they ended up cameoing on Steve Harvey around that period. Yeah, of time and you as know well. you, they took their characters and they traveled together to different shows. Yeah. Like they were on Sister Sister. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so people really love that duo. Like probably one of the greatest duos of my childhood. Well, it is something to notice that I was while I was watching Keenan and Kel back, which I own Keenan and Kel, so I watch it casually sometimes. Mm-hmm. Our friend Kim Fields directed a lot of that show. By the yes. way, yes, yeah. I, I looked up Kim Kim Fields' um, whole IMDb a yeah. long time ago and learned she was behind the scenes on a lot yeah. of stuff and what i want to notice that i think kel is extremely martin lawrence inspired um i i've been watching i've been watching a lot of the episodes and like i hear just certain mannerisms and things like that from kel and keenan that are like this is this is like if martin was for you know children this is kind of what they were doing 
And I think it's kind of cool that they did that. I, nobody nobody said anything about it, but I, I did want to note that a lot of the mannerisms, I think, come from Martin. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely can see that. So, yeah, yeah Keenan and Kel ran with all that. Like, they were on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Which is and it, crazy to me, kind of. it ended up wrapping up uh, too early, I want to say. but 96 through 2000. Yeah, and some of those seasons are like, they're shoddy. But I think I think they're based around a school schedule. Mm, makes sense. Yeah, I, I had watched like I, I looked up on the episodes like when they came out. And it's a very weird season, but Nickelodeon can do whatever they wanted to. It's a premium channel, but it was a uh, very weird seasons. Um, Kenan completely grows his hair out and gets dreadlocks by the end of that show. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. were like twenty yeah. something. Yeah, by the time the show ended. And it's something they were else like I wanted 22, to know. 23. I wanted to say that about all that is the fact that like those those kids, some of those kids were almost adults. And I always admired adults that choose to entertain children, like for a living. I always thought mm-hmm. that was really really cool that they were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Going to make sure I entertain kids because we needed it. I mean, it, it molded us. It made Jazz not who we are today. <laughs> and we're we're nine episode in podcasters. So like, come on now, that's that's fame. Yeah. But this is fame, bro. But um, yeah, Keenan and Kel were incredible, and Nick Cannon went on to have stock in that company. Now he's he's a he's a partial owner on, of Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nick Cannon is a success story from Nickelodeon. I mean, I don't even think story. he was like a permanent character on all that. He was a main act for one season, which is season six. He was but, recurring for a few seasons, and then they made they bumped him up to main after Keenan and Kel both left at the same time. And, and Josh Server, Josh Server is still on the show around this time. Josh, hey, Josh Server said he's gonna collect all his coins <laughs> while he can. Josh Server was on on all that for six seasons. You know what? We're gonna do a Where Are They Now on all the all that characters. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we I need to find it. out where all of them. are. I love it. But yeah, Nick Cannon was a main for just one season, and um, they he gave got. Him his own show yeah they gave 2002 the to show. 2003 it was the shortest lived of the spinoffs yeah I, I mean no shade but it was not successful you know it didn't have a uh it did not have what's the word any guidelines yeah there was no running storyline it was kind of sketch comedy but it was kind of not yeah if you remember the show nick cannon it was would, gags it was almost like documentary style yeah and he would like take over different things like he yes, would take nick over cannon like takes over something yeah nick cannon takes over the beach yeah. nick cannon takes over the candy shop. he, wear, he wears can- his k-swiss <laughs> <laughs> nick, nick cannon took over every place that you wear your k-swiss to <laughs> yeah and he would just <laughs> pretty much say hmm this is what people do at this place i want to revamp it and make it better you know what's crazy i think it's very it makes sense for his humor because his humor he's not the funniest person in the world he's just funny enough to be like ah i'm glad you're here (laughs) (laughs) like so nick cannon taking over shit makes a lot of sense because you're like nick cannon takes over the mall you're like is that nick cannon can i shop with you (laughs) like he's somebody you want to hang out with not somebody you want to hear tell a lot of jokes yeah it was short-lived it was i mean it does not have a good place in my memory so they ran an idea i remember him like reviving the 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 store clerk girl and like cheerleading or something like that yeah yeah i remember him doing that like a few times i want to say he was cheerleading at somebody's high school it's probably the best thing he did at that time 
which was yeah, Bill Tanya. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, and the thing with Nick Cannon is, I don't want to be a like people in the African American community generally are not huge fans of his. Like just down the line, I, I haven't found many people that are like I'm a huge Nick Cannon fan. Yeah, but somehow he stayed relevant and collected coins and women. You know, my grandfather thinks he is just so sharp. <laughs> he was like that Nick Cannon. He is just so <laughs> sharp and funny. Like I had to like I had to explain to my grandfather that we're not all huge fans. I think he thinks that he's relating to us. He was like, you guys enjoy Nick Cannon, <laughs> and I just remember being like, no, not Nick Cannon. Man. Not Nick Cannon. Yeah, they 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 Chappelle sketch where. Uh, He's not getting roles for stuff. And then um, he's like calling somebody. He was like, well, who got the part? <laughs> and the agent says, Nick Cannon. He was like, Nick Cannon. And then Dave Chappelle's son goes, Daddy, Nick Cannon's hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck you, son. <laughs> the champagne is being felt right now. <laughs> I, I feel like I slurred through it. Part of, partially was, <laughs> I kind of want to cut it out because I feel like I'm slurring. All right, well, when you listen back, you decide. It's up to you. <laughs> Whenever I listen back or when they listen back. <laughs> When you listen back. When y'all listen back, the side is JD drunk. <laughs> Nick Cannon, you know, ended up being a millionaire off that. And I, from, I think I brought this up before, but Keenan found him. He, Keenan discovered him and changed his life forever. Shout out to Keenan. Obviously, our fave. Yeah. Uh, um, moving on, the Amanda Show. Amanda, 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 Amanda Show. Yeah. She was, she was actually on fire. For a while she really was the kind of physical comedy that amanda had is somewhat of the likes of jim carrey to me oh, like she yes. was dedicated which makes sense that she she had some like very psychological and emotional woes following her career but there there was not a girl comedian that was nearly as physical as amanda adult or child i agree you know what i appreciate about all these shows what's that is that the characters came out and talked to us in the audience yeah they had a lot of audience um <laughs> they had a lot of audience interaction yeah, okay ooh, ooh. yes they were yeah. hands-on with their audience hands-on with there their audience we go. Ooh, there's a bunch no of comedians now that are hands-on with their audiences as well no i'm sorry that's a bad joke <laughs> no, anyway <laughs> anyway i don't know i don't know but i do want to say that um amanda Bynes may be a good figure for feminism in general i'm thinking about it remember i was telling you about like the three most charismatic people I can think of. Mm-hmm. And it was Will Smith, Robin Williams, and Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. But I, I listened to that episode again. And I was thinking about how I feel bad that I didn't put any women in that category, but I can't, I couldn't think of any that were like super, super charismatic. And Amanda Bynes didn't get the progress in this, right? But she was wildly entertaining. Wild. Yeah, Everybody wanted to have her around. She was the only actress on all that I think that can contend with Keenan and Kel. Agree. Yeah. You make so a great point. Them giving her own show makes a lot of sense. The dancing lobsters, hilarious. I was gonna get into some of her reaction. Let's go. Sketches. Let's do it. Uh remember commercials between breaks? They would the like fake commercials? they yeah. would advertise some stupid shit <laughs> that made no sense. Judge Trudy was well, dancing lobsters. Dancing lobsters. Joke. It was just jokes. Uh block blister. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a terrible version of Blockbuster. God rest both of their souls. Um, the girls' room, my favorite by far in our girl. There was a lot of cameos in that too, am I right? What's her name? What's her girl's name? Oh, Reagan Gomez, Reagan you gorgeous Gomez. 
person. You know what's funny? I'm bad. Years ago, I tweeted Reagan Gomez about something she said in the girls' room. She tweeted me back. I don't remember what it was, but she's she's super accessible now as well. But yeah, Reagan Gomez, gorgeous, and yeah, thank you I for like doing that. Eggs. <laughs> like, I like eggs. What, who was that? She wasn't notable, was it? I, when, as I was watching, she looked familiar. Like she might be somebody now. She I reminds me of um Amanda Seyfried's character in Mean Girls. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I have ESP. Yes. <laughs> ESPN. Yes. Yeah. That's, they had to base it off. They of had to. They have. had to. They had to. Have. Um, what was I about to say? Yeah, I named like my group of girls now the girls' room. Like that's like who? That's what I named my that girl, is girl group. Precious. <laughs> Um, Moody's Point, which was a twist on Dawson's my favorite, Creek. my favorite sketch by far. It was a twist on what One Tree Hill or something Dawson's like that. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> that show was so funny. All right, like anytime you're making fun of people being melodramatic, count me in. That was the funniest sketch you had by miles. And then Penelope, which is her stalker fan, her stand. Yes. <laughs> She's a show up in the dressing Amanda, room and please. everything. Oh my god. And you know what's funny is. Amanda, I think, had left all that, and yeah. she came back for a special episode as a guest star, and they brought her character Penelope in, so they like did a crossover situation. It was cool. I, I don't know how much of a hand Amanda had on writing the stuff for her show, but she probably has like the highest batting average for like quality sketches versus nine. I mean, like... I. I, I wanted to consider myself not a fan when I was a child, but I'm thinking about it now. I watched that show pretty religiously. Oh, I know I did. Yeah. It's time for a hillbilly moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would just go off. And Drake, Drake's in that. Drake and Josh, yeah. they spent off from they the Amanda from show. That. Man. Hey. Just, everybody was keeping it in the family around that period of time. There's a direct timeline for everything in that show, in, in Nickelodeon. I think there's a lot to be said about the fact that I know all that was supposed to be like SNL for children. But I think SNL learned a lot from it as well. Mm -hmm. Amanda Bynes. I don't know what happened in her life. I mean, we know what happened in her life. Well, no, probably, what what happened in her life? But um, I remember her tweets a little bit. Wasn't that a few years ago, like 2011, 12, something like that? Yeah, she kind of like she was went off, off a rocker. rocker. Yeah. What? I want to say she was talking about having had sex with somebody that was and it was a big deal i don't know what <laughs> don't drake it was drake Drake. oh she, she was obsessed drake. with drake she was obsessed with drake and i kept my she was doing a lot of <laughs> things that were just odd and she was acting like black china with fake body parts and just man i lost track. i haven't checked up on her in a while so i'm gonna go make sure she all right but another <laughs> one people think that jim carrey is crazy people thought robin williams had gone crazy no amanda Bynes. no okay, no LaBeouf? Um, no Listen, amanda, no, have amanda a situation. was saying some wild shit like i mean yeah she was it was a different it kind was of borderline like on a disrespect level versus yeah, like yeah. just saying some like this don't make sense type shit versus like actually going what, at people could it not and have doing... just been drugs not to mention like she had a great role in both hairspray and easy a which i forgot about Ooh, i did love easy a but easy i did a not watch movie. hairspray but she she had like a little um film career within the midst of that yeah, no, she had a she had a decent film career. She worked for Seth MacFarlane for a while. She dated Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy fame for a while. Did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That, but that that kind of makes sense. But 
she um, was hospitalized under a 72-hour mental health hold in 2013. Didn't she say her parents were stealing from her, too? Yeah, I think that's probably the basis of all this. Yeah, she probably went through a lot of shit as a kid that we don't know about. Jamie Lynn Spears was on the last few seasons of All That. And there's only one sketch that I remember. The old lady one, huh? No, no, oh. not even that. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. I just remember there would be like a inside the actor's studio fake kind of thing where they would be sitting in the chair and the announcer would be like, Know your stars. Jamie, know your stars. Know your stars. Know your stars. And the announcer guy would lie about the stuff. Whatever was, yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but that was before, well, before Jamie Lee. What's her name? Jamie Lynn Spears. <laughs> She's related to Britney. I was about to call her Jamie put, Lee Curtis. Put some, put some respect on Jamie Lynn Spears. I was dead ass about to say Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> and she was going dead ass be wrong. And I don't, I don't appreciate all of that jamie lynn but slander. know your stars was popular well before jamie lynn she's so. the only ones that i remember because oh. i remember it had something to do with her farting and i thought <laughs> i remember thinking that was really funny okay yeah. well <laughs> what's next no 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 no. i was gonna say jamie lynn spears spun off to do zoe 101 and got pregnant <laughs> yep and you know what out of all the shows that's that we've all named, i know about jamie lynn spears. Look, look out of all the shows that we've named all of them had some level of an extra spinoff from that point Jamie Lynn Spears messed up everybody's money. <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears got pregnant and everybody in that show's money was messed up forever. <laughs> but you know, Corey's older brother, Corey from That's So Raven's older brother was in Zoe 101. Yes. <laughs> I remember that too. But otherwise... I watched maybe a few episodes in the beginning, but I was at that age where I, it was like time to go from Nickelodeon. <laughs> it was so funny because like, like you hit like maybe, maybe 13, 14, 14-ish maybe. And you're just like, you're watching stuff. You're just like, why am I watching this? Just I want to shout out uh, Hi Hugo's. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shout out Hugo Coworking Space again. We haven't done it in a few episodes, but you know they've been rocking with us for a while now. I thought I was going to get kicked out of here like weeks ago, and they let me come back. I just got the code back again now, so we can come back again. So you know it's lit. Thank you, Hugo Higa, Hugo. What a great shout out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> kind of like, uh, if that's your name, hi, Gahuga. <laughs> well, shout out to Garrett. Garrett, I know, I know Garrett. Garrett's my guy. Thank you, Garrett. All right, should we move on? Because yes. I don't know what just happened. Um, yeah, we've definitely covered the bases. <laughs> we have. Let's move on to movie openings. Ready? I'm ready for this one. 2001. 2001. You know what? I'm going to start with double take because I didn't remember that one very much. Yep. It's January 12th. Orlando. Orlando. Jones. Jones. Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. They're brothers. Yeah. And is and it from the 70s? No. Neither one of them are funny. It's the end of the, it's the, end of the bit. <laughs> All right. Well, double take came out January 12th. We do not care We now. do not care about. Do you want to hear from double take in 2017? Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you know what? Eddie Griffin and Orlando Jones keep the most. You know, only, cool on the that. Only, you know what I do when I know that I only remember that movie because Orlando Jones was killing the game with uh, Mountain Dew commercials around yes. that time. I remember he was a Mountain Dew guy. His best role is is truly drumline. But I will say that that movie has two two actors and comedians that are absolutely of their time and you knew it was going to be antiquated whenever you saw it. You saw it, you were like, this movie's not going to make it past 2010. 
Yeah. Not for me. Keep Moving it. on. Moving on. Say the last dance, but does make it. <laughs> January 12th also, Save the Last Dance opened. And I have to say that it is, it makes no sense in 2017. Yeah. If there were high school kids going through the most. <laughs> first of all, one of them was like 37 playing an 18-year-old. <laughs> was that Sean Patrick Thomas? Yes. Yeah, he he's like, old as hell. He was like 31 playing a 17, 18-year-old. Shout out to the three names, though. Three they names. were clubbing every weekend at this spot. Mm -hmm. They had adult problems, uh, teenage pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, the damn gang banger Fredro Starr. Now that's a typecast for your ass right there. Shout out Fredro Starr. If Star. you want to talk about typecast, Fredro Starr was always a thug. But did he, you know, do you think he wanted to be anything other than that though? Because no. I mean, at the same time, it was great for his street cred. I, we know Fredro Starr better, more as an actor than we do as a rapper at this point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, you know, the film was about, it was based on Julia Stiles' character. Her mom died in a, um, car crash as she was auditioning for Juilliard? Yeah, she was. It was so dramatic. She was, it was. It was so dramatic. And so she quit dancing and she meets this guy, this black. She's white, he's black. Now let me not, let me, can we talk about how white she is? Because Julia Stiles is so white. <laughs> she is as white as the day is long. They picked, it's, it's almost as if for some reason they wanted to be sure. You knew that she was white and that he was black. They found a dark skinned dude and the whitest girl they could possibly find. Because some girls are not susceptible to tanning. Julia Stiles is the queen of those people. Yeah. So he teaches her hip hop. <laughs> and she uh. does this crazy <laughs> ass uh. hip hop ballet audition for Juilliard. It's, you have to see it. She does the damn heel toe. She crit walking out here for a ballet audition. And it was just it was just full of drama. I was just like, wow, this is the problems they are having in New York at 17, 18. I don't want but you, you it. You know, it. like New York, New York always had like extra adult problems for, for, for young people. Like, hey, Arnold was like that. He was just like, oh, my God, they're going through it in New York, man. It's gracious. But I do want to say that uh, it's an MTV film. And I mean, they, hey, the soundtrack, though, they made their money, Ooh, too. The soundtrack is, is um is what I think is on it on it. Is you know what's up on it? Yes, it is. You know what's up? That's like, yes. They I had Ice Cube. We gonna do it. We gonna do, do it. That Mont do it. Montel do Jordan. It. Um, damn, what was Casey and JoJo crazy? Only you, one twelve and Biggie. Somewhere and get it on. That is tonight. my favorite Montel Jordan song. That shit, I love yes, that song. That I mean, that the beat is great, 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 great song. But yeah, um, Save the Last Dance was great for the culture, though. I will say that. And you know who got their money off this? Let me tell you who got their money off of this. People that matter, at least. Raphael Sadiq, money, producer credit. Sean Puffy Combs just always has his hand right in the right place. He's got his money sitting someplace to make more money. And what's so amazing about this film is that it was made for $13 million, and as of today, it has made $131.7 million. Damn. Yep. And you know what? They had to give up some of their rights because the Wayans brothers went on to make a spoof film called Dance Flick, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. is actually, I mean, a solid Wayans production. I think it's super funny. But, um, yeah, no, is Carrie Washington? 
going to say Let's Dance? Yeah, she she's plays her her best friend, yeah. who's the brother of the guy she's dating. Yeah, one of the earliest Carrie Washington looks, I think, yes. uh, for me, is that movie. But yeah, good also, film. Also, the acting is bad. Okay. Acting is bad, but that scene, the scene she, where where the girl, dis- whenever Julia Stiles discovers hip hop, <laughs> is I mean, it's an iconic scene. Technically, you could pretty much turn a chair backwards anywhere and start going like rocking back and forth people no did she had like that oh challenge me the the dance yeah, the step cha- I do. Yes, like yes. that is a, that that yeah, is you, the, that you, is you know thing. it when you see it if you see yeah. if you see anybody do it anywhere you know what they're saying save the last day that's right that's right great film great film i'm gonna still watch it i'm gonna talk shit because it's not a great film but i am very honest when i tell you i watch bad movies and i am very happy with them the irony is that, like, out of all the movies that Jasmine loves, this is one that I don't think is nearly as bad as she thinks it is. She's, she, I mean, she's kind of slandering it, but I don't think it's nearly as bad as she's making it. And it's, okay. it, I think it's more of its time than anything. Yeah. I think for 2001, that's exactly what would have been good. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it's I'm bad. okay with, <laughs> no, that's why I'm okay with things because I'm able to go back to that time and know that it was great yeah. for that time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I like 2005. It. Coach Carter. January 7th. I love this movie. Coach Carter. See, I'm hopeful, hopeful, hopeful for the day. Make oh, the music and use, use it. it. Let it take, take you away. away. And be hopeful, hopeful that they'll make a way. I know it ain't easy, but that's okay. Just be hopeful. Who sang that? Faith Evans, Twister. <sighs> yes. Just rolling it out like that. Coach Carter, clearly one of BET's favorite movies. <laughs> But I do want to say, man, Samuel Jackson, that was, that was like his first or second time where he just, this is like one of the first super bald appearances from Samuel Jackson. He came out bald as hell in this movie. Uh, kind of reminiscent of Lean On Me, you know, where like, he's like, I got these kids and I got to make sure these kids straighten up. Yeah. I'm a strong black man. I'm a strong make some black stuff. man. Yep. Hey, and he came through and, you know, the kids weren't studying. All they care about was basketball. Uh, they have an astounding performance from the Miss Ashanti. More teen pregnancy. More teen pregnancy, <laughs> always. I got to start wearing condoms. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was really good. Robert Richard, Ashanti. Yes. Uh, a bunch of people who did not go on to do other things. Um, well, Antoine Tanner, my guy. Uh, I love Antoine Tanner. I think he's a great actor. He showed up on a lot of y- yes, he your did. favorite TV shows. Yes, he did. He yes, popped he did. up everywhere on the lowest of keys. I never knew his name. <laughs> but Antoine Tanner has a great performance. He was always really funny to me. I thought he was really funny. Um, and uh, who else? Kwame, Kwame something. I'm not even going to take the time to look it up because I don't <laughs> care about his last name. He didn't go on to do anything notable. Um, but generally you know it's it's about teaching kids the importance of grades and resilience and it's one of the few movies where i think they lose at the end they lose the big game <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> i think they lose at the I end i told of the you going into this to be fresh on coach Carter because i wouldn't you know it's funny like i'm almost positive that they do but i just saw another basketball movie where they, where they lose at the end so i'm like is it that movie where they lose at the end hey let the people watch it. Let's move on. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> definitely a solid spoil film. a movie from yeah, two thousand five. I really, I, <laughs> if you haven't seen Coach Carter, <laughs> it's on the man right now somewhere. Trust me, it's in your local blockbuster. You can blockbuster. Have, you, you can, can have the blockbuster Circuit City, FYE. <laughs> pick up, pick up Coach Carter today. It's out. Only nine ninety nine. 
All right, moving on to kids today will never know. This is a doozy. <laughs> I actually have a show and tell or a listen and tell. Do you guys remember Hit Clips? Hit Clips. It was a mini boombox with little discs that goes inside and it literally played clips. It was what it said it was. Yeah. It was hits of the time, but yep. clips. And I'm going to play the two or the one. <laughs> Which one should I play? <laughs> Are you really going to play it? Not, you're not going to be able to hear it. Which one it. should I play so y'all can hear this sound quality? Well, you got Britney Spears. I have Britney Spears in 18. <laughs> Put the 18s in. That's a real throwback. They right remade there. Dancing Queen and Yo, I. Yo, that's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hit clips, they got anti skip. <laughs> Let's try this again. Oh, my because God. I don't know what happened. from 1999 my god so these commercials <laughs> were everywhere this one works fine <laughs> okay so you got all these little discs you could buy separately and me and my friends in fifth grade we used to trade them. Trade, <laughs> trade hit clips. Now, just we to be traded clear, there's only one clips. song on each each one of them, right? Yes, you you had to get the little disc, and it would be clips. You could, I think, maybe you could buy them in bulk. Wait, or something. was it the whole song? Clips, hit. Stop it. Clips. Stop it. You're telling me that they had kids asking their parents to go buy what is a sample on iTunes? Yes, that exactly. The analogy is great. It was like buying a sample on <laughs> iTunes today. And then you can you even literally guarantee. got the you got a little verse and then you got a hook and that was it. You can't even guarantee that it's not going to end up skipping like that the the dance queen <laughs> did. I don't that know. Is crazy. No, but this is old as hell. It probably worked just fine back then, but this is literally from 1999, 2000. So you know, y'all want to hear from hit clips, and I don't know why it still works. I don't know why it still works, but I literally you. went home and realized I still had it, and I said, "Ooh, this is important." <laughs> okay, okay. Um, hit clips. It's like these adults knew that they had better technology to give these kids, and they were like, "No, let's tease them a little bit. <laughs> tease them with trash is what they did. Kids today will never know, and nor should they." So moving on, moving shout on. out to it's only right that we give a shout out to Keenan Thompson. Thompson. I mean, come on, he's been killing the game for decades. He, we need to go ahead and give him his flowers. I know we've talked about him already um, in previous episodes, but Keenan deserves his flowers. Keenan Thompson is the best sketch comic of all time, and if you have a challenge for that, please see me. But there's not anybody who's been Josh doing server. it. <laughs> there's not anybody who's been doing it longer than he has. And, I, I, and I'm a big SNL person. There's two things I want to know. One is. He's the longest. Long, well, no. That, Let me that's not, not kill even the thing. Thumbs. No, that's not even the thought. Go ahead and oh, say that. He's the longest running cast member on SNL. The longest running cast member on SNL. He has no ambition to be anything other than exactly who he is. Not like, new to this. He true to it's this. so true to this. 
right and i read like some cast members uh you know information they were just like when we write for keenan we don't put actual dialogue we put keenan face and he knows exactly what it is like he just makes the face that he makes everybody knows exactly what it is um and he's also he's actually a big stoner from what i hear which is really funny really yeah he's a huge stoner he's got a great wife all he does is live in new york go do snl and enjoy his wife that's all he does he has a kid and a kid yes and I, i honestly envy him I think that's kind of the kind of like life I want to live. Or yeah. do something creative. I mean, he lives, it seems like he lives a simple life, but like at the same time, he is like literally killing the game. Like all that original cast member, that's always under your belt as like yeah. something nobody else can do. Longest running member of SNL, got his spinoff Keenan and Kel, popped up on Not all even your, 40 years old. <laughs> popped up on all your favorite shows of the early 2000s. And now a staple in SNL, like no, I mean no, no, no crazy drugs, no crazy like falling out. I do have one great story though. It's a very small anecdote. But Neil Brennan, the co-creator of Chappelle's Show, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten this like email virus where like sometimes you get a spam email and it'd be like, "Help, I'm stranded in um, Africa. I need you to send this kind of money to save me or something like that." It's a very old email virus. So somebody hacked Neil Brennan's email and sends this email to all of his contacts keenan being one of them where he's like help i'm shared in africa i need a thousand dollars to get back something 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 a few weeks later neil brandon runs into keenan and keenan's like man are you okay and neil's like what are you talking about he was like i sent you a thousand dollars you were stranded in africa right and he was like what no <laughs> i was not stranded in africa he they said he is the nicest guy ever so nice that he literally just sent a thousand dollars to whoever that scammer was in the email and Kenny was just like all right well you know like <laughs> like i mean that that is just super know i was nice. here for you <laughs> and i have to mention he he made nick cannon who he is nick cannon probably grosses more than than keenan at this point mm-hmm. keenan seems to have no worries about that yeah, the only you thing don't hear him talking shit i i mean maybe it's out there but i ain't seen it have you well you know it's crazy like he wanted to disassociate himself with kel and for good reason because if you're if you are really close to somebody who was gravitating that kind of energy that Kel was because Kel was super, super physical and he was the favorite of the two of them growing up. If you do that, you're bound to be typecast as a sidekick. Yeah, he did forever. A, I mean, he had he had to do that. That was the best thing he'd ever done for his own career. And the thing, when they asked Kel about it, Kel says that Keenan wanted to disassociate himself with him, but it's never anything bad. Yeah, it's always he gets like, it. It's, I mean... Yeah. You get it. Yeah. It's good when your egos are not too big that you can understand why somebody would want to be an individual. <laughs> and do, do we know two child actors with better balanced egos that came out of came out of that with better balanced egos? Mm-hmm. I can't think of one because mm-hmm. even Raven Simone has her has her stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes down to it, I'm like, I've seen Gary Coleman go through stuff, and he was an adult. He turned into an adult. Was the same height. I saw Todd Bridges. I saw, <laughs> you know, I saw Keenan Kel. I saw Mary Kate Ashley. You know, well, Tia Tamara, Keenan and Kel, gotta Tamara. be have to yeah. be the best four child stars like turned into adults that I could think of. I agree. Good. So shout out to Keenan Thompson. Thank you for being an inspiration to all of us. So now, before we go, one gotta go, and we are we right go, on time. One gotta go right. for once. Well, yeah, before we, we go, anybody holding us back. No, I'm kidding. We love all our guests. 
The still facts. <laughs> Before we go, nah, damn, cut that. <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Before we go, one gotta go. Ready? Yeah. I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Something difficult for JD, clearly. <laughs> I was thinking adult friendship, black friendship. When you think of these shows, you think of friendship, right? Adult black friendship. Martin. A different world. A different world. And living single. I only got three for you because I feel like no others could really. I was going to throw in girlfriends, but you know, different era. So that's what I got for you today. Here's what's so crazy. I'm I'm sitting in front of you wearing a, a hat that hat says hat living right single. Now. And this is a real cast hat that I bought because I love that show that much. Somebody asked me the other day because I just bought living single. I brought all the episodes. Right, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Would you choose living single or different world?" And I was like, "Stop asking me crazy questions. I don't have an answer for you." I think anybody who's listening to this podcast regularly knows Martin's not going anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest, and just as far as my emotional attachment to the show is concerned, and it's super ironic, living single has to go out of those three, only because of my affection for Dwayne and Willie's relationship, though. Because, honestly, there's probably two or three seasons of Different World I can let go. You know, by the time, before Dwayne and Whitley start becoming a thing, I can let all of that go. I feel you. Yeah. Now, Living Single, though I think it's a strong, strong, strong show. I love it to death. I can let go of their whole last season. Um, And because their last season was so weak to me, it completed itself. I didn't want, I didn't need it back. Different World is one of those things that I could have watched for another six seven eight years and i'd have been like i'm happy right. martin is one of those things i could run i could watch i mean I'm, I'm I'm rewatching martin at any given point in my life you know what the thing about a different world is they did a great job with expanding after they the main characters graduated from college yeah. they did so well at making sure they were still a part of the main story like they and could not have done that any better debbie allen debbie allen changed goat, goat, i mean she goat. changed that goat, show goat. for everything i mean she she like She's not getting enough credit for anybody ever. But Debbie Allen came through and did something that Bill Cosby could not do with that show. Uh-huh. And we I mean, we have to thank her in like forever. She's getting her flowers for me. Oh no, for sure. And so for, did you did you answer? My answer Living Single. Living Single, yeah, yeah. definitely. I yeah. think that show I think people will will choose maybe a different world because yeah. some people actually don't like Martin too. Like some people are not into Martin. It baffles me. So, not, not liking Martin is the closest thing to blasphemous to me for anything, anything a black person. Can but I, I get it though. I totally get it when people say it. You know, I, I, if you, you know, didn't watch it growing up, I can kind of give you a pass. Just barely, just barely. But it's, it's a, such a huge part of my whole like comedy, everything. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know comedy without Martin far as i'm concerned yeah for me though it's definitely living single i'm revisiting it right now and i'm enjoying it but it did not have the impact as the other two of course so and you know it's it's crazy because khadijah's great and queen latifah's great and those characters are great but in a lot of ways some of the aspects that you like about living singles you can get you can get in different world in martin you you get better teasing in Martin than you do in Living Single. That's for sure because you got the Kyle that Kyle Max thing, mm-hmm. but you get it better with Martin and Pam clearly, you know. And then when it comes down to relationships, you get a better one in Dwayne and Dwayne and Whitley than you would in, for any one couple. Sinclair in, in the, and uh, Sinclair and Overton. 
Yeah, but it's definitely not to dilute that show by any means. I think that show is fantastic. Show. Definitely. But the same way, like, I mean, just parallel, like, I'm a huge Seinfeld guy. But, I mean, Friends is in my, in my list. I think Friends is good. I just don't think it's on my list for anything. So, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's kind of hard. This was the hardest one got to go I think I've ever done. Uh, but we love you, Queen Latifah. You know, love Martin. We love Kadeem Hardison. We love Debbie Allen. We love Jasmine Guy. You know. Do we? No, I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs> wow, you out of all people would say that. No, no it's, it's just funny because every time I think of the Judy Winslow episode, I hear do, do we? we? Yeah, that that do we has lasted. Yo, you know we we should we should shout out the fan that we have. <laughs> oh my God, we should. Yes, we we have a uh, a shout out we want to do for a huge fan out there. Aaliyah Lauren. Hey, girl. We're talking to you. Thank you so much for the support. We appreciate you. The YouTube video was hilarious. You actually remind me of me, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> we really, really, really appreciate you, Aaliyah Lauren. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, tell your friends we're out here. Uh, she did tell her friends. Yeah, she, she, she told. Did, she I know she, she told her she friends. Did, she did. Everybody else who's been listening, we appreciate you too. This is our first guestless episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I feel good about it though. I do too. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Yeah. May good things come to you for 2018. I hope you had a Merry Christmas as well. Um, I hope nobody bought you hit clips or anything like that. <laughs> Man, crazy. But um, yeah, it's lit. Um, shout out to Little Girl Rush Hour. I'm bringing that back. <laughs> Signing off. I noticed that I have a better energy whenever I shout out Little Girl Rush Hour. The thing that's changed about me is that I stopped shouting out. No, you didn't. You out. shouted her out last episode. I did not. That's you a lie. did. That's, I don't believe you it. You did. I, I promise it. you. All right. Either way it goes, shout out to the little girl on Rush Hour. Bye. <laughs>